Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. Good morning, everyone. You all doing well? We good? Okay, just one quick announcement. It's my birthday announcement again. Um, I think last week I didn't tell you that there is a sign-up sheet at the back. So I think this is the last Sunday opportunity you've got to sign up if you want to come out for my birthday curry. It feels like I'm begging people to come every week, come up here. If you want to come, come. If you don't want to come, don't worry. I'm not, I won't be offended. <laughs> no, there is lots of names at the back. So just put your name on the sign-up sheet because we do need to pay for, um, we do need to pay a deposit. So we do need to know names of people that are coming. So scribble your name down at the back and that would be really helpful for us. Okay, so this morning, just following on from that video about small groups, we had the small group leaders up last Sunday and they were telling you all about their groups. So this Sunday, again, is a sign-up Sunday, so you can join a small group this Sunday. Actually, the sign-ups for groups are open all the time, really. So at any given time, you can join a small group. It's not restricted to two Sundays. But these two Sundays, we just talk, tell you a bit more about them, give you an understanding of what they're about, who's leading them, when they're starting, when, where, all that kind of stuff. So um, your, the small group leaders, if you just like to stand up very quickly, if you're a small group leader, if you just stand up, they should all have badges on, and you can go and speak to them. Um, you can go and speak to these people at the end of the meeting and just ask them about their small group if you would like to know a bit more information about them. But if you just give me a wave. So we've got Visual Bible Journeys with Jeff and Elizabeth, so you can speak to them about that. We've got Prayer for Israel and the Nations. We've got Tim and Holly. You can speak to them if you want to join that. We've got the Workplace Small Group. We've got Kay. Kay's back there. You can speak to Kay. Uh, we've got the Life Small Group. I don't think Jake can... Is Jake here? Yeah, Jake, do you want to just come up and quickly let us know about your small group? Because I know you didn't have an opportunity to do that last week. I can hold the mic, I can hold the mic if you want. Good morning. Um, <laughs> is T going to do it? It's all right. <laughs> 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 Good morning. Okay, I'm going to read the description and then I'll talk a little bit about um, how it's been going so far. So, life is a forum for younger adults who are in pursuit of doing life with Him, our Father, and doing life together with like minded people. Expect informal but real. Let me finish first, yeah? Um, refining but fun. So, we started the group, I'd say mid last year. There's about 15 regular people that come every month. Um, there's a range of activities that we've been doing. Brunch seems to be a hot topic for us at the moment. We do like food and fellowship. We had a great discussion over our last brunch, which was in January. February, we are going bowling. Um, as you can see, we are, we've got young children, so, and some of the members in the group as well. Jesse, you're gonna go to daddy. You can hold my hand, okay. Um, have got children as well, so it's very family orientated. You're really welcome to bring your friends. At our last discussion, actually, we spoke a lot about how we are going to be outward focused as a group. So um, if you're interested in being amongst other young adults, um, doing life together, looking at how we can share the love of Jesus within ourselves and other people, then come and do join us, speak to us. We've got a WhatsApp group. We don't bombard. Do I bombard people? <laughs> What? <laughs> Who said that? All right, for that, you, everyone who's in the life group, please stand up. <laughs> You're blocked from the group now. <laughs> Rafaro. Yeah, we do have lots of fun. We've had games night, we've had movie nights. Um, yeah, and we're just learning to get to know each other and just do life together. So, like I said, please do sign up or see Jake or I. We'll add you to the group. Um, I'm booking lanes for bowling, so if you do want to be part of the group, please do see me today so you can be kept up to date with that. Anything else? All right, that's it. You love life, woo! I'll give you a tenner later. Age, age, age. age, what's the age again? I've forgotten. <laughs> you finish at about 18, 17, yeah, 18. Okay. So we're looking at 19 to early 30s. Yeah. Okay. There is a limit. There is a limit. 
Let's give these guys a round of applause. Thank you, guys. They run a great small group. Lots of people come to that, and it, it sounds like it's really a lot of fun. Sorry, just working through the other small groups. So we've got Hawley small group. We've got Gary and Sandra. Gary's here. Come and speak to Gary. If you're interested in that one. Crawley and Horsham. Jason and Penny are running that. So that is for people who live in Horsham. Doesn't, you don't have to live in Horsham to go to that small group. But they're, they're living in Horsham, and you can come and visit them if that's nearer to you, or if you just want to join them, that's great. But they can give you some more information on that. Um, have I missed anyone else out? I think that's it. The men's Bible studies, John here. John Murphy's not here. So the men's Bible study, you can speak to Jeff about that one. Um, and that's, a, yes, one more. Um, and that's a Bible study for men. So blokes, if you want to get together, study the Bible, pray, spend some time together. Um, it's not just about studying the Bible. We do lots of other things as well. Um, really encouraging each other. Sometimes we'll watch a film. Sometimes we'll just watch something on YouTube. It's been really inspiring. But that's a good one. So speak to Jeff if you want to know more information about that. And we have Battlefield of the Mind. And that's Sarah and Kathy waving there. If you want to know more information about that, speak to them. But this is all online. I'm kind of working from this sheet. This, this sheet will be back on the connect table at the back. Have a read. It's got all the descriptions on there of all the groups, but all of this information is also online. And if you want to sign up to the groups, sign up online. We really encourage you to do that. There is some paper sign-up sheets that the, um, that the leaders will have this morning if you can't sign up online for, for whatever reason. But we do encourage you to just put your name down online, even if you have already been going to that group before. It's good for us to just have your information to see who's come in. It helps the leaders organize themselves, see who's come in and, yeah, who's going to be there. Cool. Okay. Anything else I've forgotten? No. Right. We'll jump straight into the message. Now, this morning, the message is going to be related to small groups and serving in the house. And it's all about the body of Christ. What is the body of Christ? What... What is a church? You know, the body of Christ is one of the names given in the Bible for the church, for the church of Jesus Christ, for his body of people. We are his body of people. And the name body of Christ is used in the Bible, in the New Testament, loads and loads of times, actually. And it refers to all of us. So if you're born again this morning, you are part of the body of Christ. And it's great, actually, to thank Jim and to honour Jim because he's been part of the body for many, many years um, before I was even born. And he's faithfully served in the body of Christ for years and years and years and years and faithfully been part of the body and just in encouraged people. And I know in the past and that, that Jeff has served in many different areas. I know he's been involved in outreach and children's work and all sorts of things. And, you know, that's what I want to talk about today, about what is our place in the body of Christ? Where do we kind of fit in? How, how, are we, how do we operate? What are we meant to be doing as part of this body of people? So I'm just going to start with a scripture. And this is in Romans 12, verse 6 to 8. It should come up on, on the screen. And this is a scripture that just gives us an idea of what the body of Christ should be. So in his grace, God has given us different gifts you can read that back there, for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, then speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you, the, given you leadership ability, Take the responsibility seriously, and if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So this is just a bit of, um, of a description of the body of Christ, and there's, there's some more scriptures I'm going to work through this morning. But that's just a brief understanding of what the body is. So different people have different gifts, different talents, different abilities. That's every single person in this room. We are all valuable to God. We all have been given something by God and we are all part of his body. Now, some of you might be sat there thinking, well, what is my gift? What am I good at? What can I do? How can I fit in? What have I got to give 
And actually, we all have something to give. We all have a talent, an ability. We all have something that God has gifted us to be able to do and to be able to contribute into the life of the church. And as it says there, if your gift is serving others. So I like this little passage of scripture because actually it's not all about just having amazing spiritual gifts to be able to do miracles, signs, wonders, prophecy, this, that, the other. And that they are really good gifts and God wants us to use those gifts and grow in those gifts and be able to help other people with those gifts. But I love it the way it just says, if your gift is to serve others, then serve them well. So we all can serve others. That should be something we all can do. I'm sure it's not necessarily just a specific gift for one person or a few people. If your gift is to serve others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If you're, an, if you're someone who encourages people, encourage, be encouraging. I think we can all do that. We can all encourage. We can all serve. If it's to give, give generously. We can all give. Give of our time. You might want to give of our finances. Just give of ourselves to others. Give generously. If God has given you a leadership ability and all of these small group leaders that um, raised their hands earlier that were standing up, they've all got an ability to lead. So lead well, lead, um, what's it say there? Take your responsibility seriously. I think another translation says lead diligently. So, and I believe, actually, I, I honestly believe that all of us have got some sort of leadership capacity in us. We're all called to lead People, it might be leading your children. It might be leading your household if you're a, your father. It might be leading people in your workplace. We've all got an ability to lead other people. And actually, part of the Great Commission is to lead people to Christ, to Jesus. So we all have some sort of ability, capacity to lead others. Um, if your gift is showing kindness to others, then do it gladly. And we can all do that as well. And some of the scriptures I'm going to be going through today, they're just encouraging us to take your position in part of the body and in part of the church and to love each other, encourage each other, be there for each other and to do these things. If we have a look at the next slide. So carrying on in Romans 12, it says, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble. Keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. So isn't that... Isn't that another, a really good picture of what the body of Christ is about? It's about really loving each other. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, but love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. So we're here. You know, when you were saved, you gave your life to Jesus Christ. So your life doesn't belong to you. And actually, we're here, but we're here for God, first of all, but then we're here for others. We kind of had this kind of vertical relationship going upwards, but we have this horizontal relationship going outwards toward, towards other people. But in part of the body of Christ, we're here to love each other. I, I think it's great that Jim said, you know, he thanks God for the love that he's received from people. That's great testimony that since he's been around in, in, in the church and around the body of Christ, people have loved him. And that's what we're called to do. We're here to love people with God's love. Sometimes Love isn't easy to do, and it's not easy to love people. You know, we're, we're not all finished works, perfect people, and sometimes we might not be the most lovable people to be around, but God calls us to love with his spirit. In God's spirit, there is love. You know, it's one of the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience. It's love. So that love needs to come out of us and spread to other people. Amen? That's what God's household is built on it's built on love and love between us so we want to make sure we keep good relationships with one another we do offend each other we do say silly things that we shouldn't say or do silly things that we shouldn't do but hopefully we've learned to forgive and just let go of things and to be in close relationship with one another and we're a family we're a church family and that's another name for the body of christ is a church family and sometimes in families 
We have breakdowns in relationships and people that bicker or don't get on or um, upset each other, but we should be ready to forgive quickly, forgive and forget and sort things out and not hold on to offence and bitterness and resentment towards each other. But loving each other means we, we lay our lives down for each other and we forgive and we let go of things. Amen? But we sort things out as well. We have conversations and sort things out that need to be sorted out. I like it at the beginning there. It says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. So verse, verse 10 says, love each other with genuine affection. Take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. And that's part of the body of Christ as well. We're here to serve the Lord. So everything we do here on a Sunday morning, you know, people have to set all of this stuff up. There's teas and coffees over there. There's children's work. There's people leading worship, people doing the PA and the words and all that kind of stuff. You know, people have to do that. And we, as a body, we, we do all of this for everyone else's benefit. We put all of this on so that people can come here and know Jesus and feel comfortable in this atmosphere. And there's a lot of people here that really have given of themselves over and above and served in our, in our church. And I want to encourage you, and some of those people are going to come up in a bit, a bit later and just talk about their different areas that they're um, leading, just to give you some information if you felt like you wanted to join them. But pe- people here, including myself, I mean, lots of us here, we're here to put something on so that people can come to know Jesus. They can feel comfortable in, while they're sat here. You know, there's these refreshments. There, there is an atmosphere here that we create. It's ma- the main reason we do that is so that people can come to know the love of Jesus. They can come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They can come to know Jesus as their friend, as the one who loves them, cares for them, looks out for them, and is their Savior and God. You know, it's all about allowing people to come into that relationship with God. And that's why we love each other as well. We're here to love each other. It almost, we're showing God's love to people. So if people want to know what God's like, what God's love is like, I know it's not going to be always perfect every time, but we want to be showing that love so that people can know, actually, you know, God is, God is a loving God and his people are a loving people. When I first um, gave my life to the Lord, many years ago, back in 2001 now. Um, I often talk, and actually I was, I was preaching at a Churches Together meeting last Sunday, and many of you have heard of my testimony, and there was a girl that you know, she used to witness to me on, on our way to work on the bus, and actually I often say to, say to everyone that you know, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for her, and there's, there's some truth in that. But also, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the body of Christ that got around me when I first started going to a church. So um, I gave my life to the Lord, and then maybe it took a while before I got settled into a church, but maybe it was about a year and a half, two years later, I started going to a church in Stafford. And do you know, that church, there, it was it, not many people there. It's probably about 50, 60 adults there. They really just, they just loved, they loved me. You know, they were, they, they did a lot of the things we I just read in these scriptures. They showed hospitality to me. They invested in me. They went out of their way to, to, to just be there for me. I was just a single bloke, a student. And I was just really on fire for God at that time. I was just really just buzzing with God. I just wanted to just get more in, more into God. And I was just hungry for God. And I joined this church and they just kind of just took me under their wings. I used to go around to different houses of people to have dinner with them. Um, people would give me lifts to places. People would really encourage me and speak into my life and pray for me. And it was an amazing experience of being accepted into part of a church family. I used to know Anna, my wife. Give us a wave back there, Anna, just in case people don't know you. Lift up your hand a little bit higher. Come on, Anna. I used to know my wife's parents before I knew Anna, and they, I, I, went, I, I think I went a number of times to their house to have dinner, and I knew Anna's sisters because they were part of the church. This was before Anna came back. And, they, you know, people just, they just loved on me. And, I, I, you know, it, it's something that I, I'll never forget, just coming into that body of people, coming into the, it was like coming into a family. And, yeah, they just... They just went out of their way to invest in my life and to accept me into their personal lives. 
And I think it was out of that, I was just, I mean, I was really hungry for God anyway, but I was just like, right, what can I do to serve here? I'm just, I've got time on my hands. So I wasn't working. I was a student. You know, students sometimes aren't as busy as they should be. Um, so I had loads of time and I was like, right, you know, I'm just going to be available. I'm, whatever they're doing, I'm just going to be doing it. So when there's prayer meetings, I was at prayer meeting. When they were setting up church, I was setting up church. When there was, they were doing outreach, I was doing outreach. I was just there at everything, involved in everything. And I quite quickly, and, and I was a very young believer, they made me a deacon in their church. So they were a Baptist church. They have these things called deacons. And it just basically means you're in charge of a certain area. My first area that I was in charge of was the, the building. So I was opening and closing the building, putting out chairs, cleaning the building before and after the meeting. I used to have to go on a, I think it was like a Saturday evening or a Friday evening and like make sure the building was ready for Sunday morning. So they'd give me some keys and I'd go there and set it all up and stuff like that. I used to do it on my own. And, you know, it, it was that thing where if you're faithful in little, then you'll be faithful in much. And I was just, was just available. And I encourage you this morning, guys, just be available to God. I know I was a single guy back then. I didn't have family, didn't have, you know, any other responsibilities apart from myself. And I had time to give in to the body. I had time to give in. But I was just available to God. Whatever God, whatever you want me to do, I'm here to do it. And actually, quite quickly, um, the pastor there just gave me different things to do. She said, why don't you come along and help lead this group or help be part of this small group and help you know, lead this prayer meeting and do this, do that, the other. And it was like God just used my availability and used my heart and willingness, I guess, to, to kind of just give me different things to do. And before I knew it, I was leading like an alpha group. And I, I barely, you know, I, I didn't even really know a lot about God myself. And I was leading this kind of group of people on an alpha course. And God was just, God was just using me. And, I, I, and, you know, that is part of what we're called to, to do. We're called to just be available to him, willing to serve him, ready when he says, go and do this, ready to just say yes. And God will just, that's how we grow in God. That's how we mature in God, by just being available to him. And I know, you know, if you're, you know, if you're able-bodied, you know, do what you can do for him. Do what you can do in the life of the church. And I went on to live with um, the leader there. It was a lady. She had um, a house. She had a big house and she used to rent out rooms and she invited me to come and live with her and there's other people come, coming and going and living there as well. And, you know, I knew God actually really spoke to me. I, I just remember this the other night when I was preparing for this. God really spoke to me and said to me, she kind of offered it. She said, if you want to come and move in for a year, I'm, I'm willing to just, you know, have, there's a space for you to come and move in, live with me for a year. And I, I remember she said, go away and pray about it and just have a think about it and see what you feel like God's saying to you. And I, I remember praying about it, and I remember God really clearly saying to me, Rohan, if you take this step to live with your pastor, you're stepping into something for the rest of your life. And God laid it down to me. And I, I actually, often when I, when I have major decisions in my life, what I feel God say to me is, you can choose to do this or you can choose to do that. If you choose to do that, this is what it's going to mean you choose to do that, then this is what it's going to mean. And I know God doesn't always speak to, that, to people like that, but he really spoke to me like that and said, you know, it's up to you. But actually, often when God gives you that kind of choice, you, he, you know actually what he wants you to do. He know, you know the, the decision he wants you to make, but he actually gives you, he kind of gives you a choice. And I knew stepping into that house, I knew making that decision would mean that I would be going into something in the life of ministry, the world of ministry, or in some way, shape, or form with him. And, but I, I made that decision. And, and living with that lady, actually, she was an amazing woman of God. I, I mean, I honor her massively. I, she really contributed and invested into my life. And, and I'd almost say, it, without her, I wouldn't be here today doing what I'm doing today. She massively invested in me. Um, she was quite a strict lady and you know sometimes the people in our lives that are that say things we might not want to hear are sometimes the most important people in our lives she kind of like got me into shape being a single guy being a student kind of just doing what I want to do all the time she was like right okay let's 
we need to do this, we need to do that. And she really heard from God. That's the one thing I just massively admire about her. She had this ability to hear God and do exactly what God was saying. And it's a great example um, of a church leader. But anyway, yeah, that, that body was my, that was my first, that was my first kind of interaction with church. And it was a really, really good one. And I know there might be people here that have had some bad experiences in church, but don't lose hope. God, God is in church. God is in the body. God is in the people that we're, that God, God is in all of us. Amen. So I encourage you to, to do the same and actually coming here as well to Kingdom Faith Church. Again, we've been, me and Anna have been welcomed in here. Um, I want to say a big thank you to Joanna Thomas. So she's not here today, is she? Joanna Thomas welcomed us into her home with seven other kids. It was six, seven other kids living in the house. Jack being one of them back there. Joanna, when, when we finished our second year of Bible college, in our third year, we had to go and live with a family um, that was part of Kingdom Faith Church. And Joanna, of all the families that could have welcomed us into their house, Joanna, <laughs> Joanna said, come and live with us. And she had lots of children. Lots of, there was space in the house. Um, but she was someone, again, who just loved us, loved on us, just did everything she could possibly do for me and Anna at the time. Um, we were kind of a bit when we had to tell her that Anna was pregnant. <laughs> that was, how long were we living with her before, before you were pregnant? It was like a few... Yeah. <laughs> so, so she, you know, but she, we were kind of like scared to tell her that, but she was like, oh, that's brilliant when we told her the news. Oh, it's brilliant. Don't worry about it. And she, she loves children and she's a midwife. So she was a great person to be around actually through that period of time in our life really encouraging. She used to pray for us. She used to encourage us. And she was just there for us. Anything we needed, it was there. And, you know, that was, again, another massive point in my life where someone, a family, had just welcomed us in and she'd just given of herself, of her house. We even, we slept in her bedroom. She, she moved out of her bedroom to go somewhere else and let us live in a place. I mean, what an amazing kind of show of love. And that's who we're called to be as believers. Amen. I'm just going to continue to just read on. What's the next slide we had after that? Okay, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honourable. Do all that you can to live at peace with everyone. And I love that. Um, another translation says, you know, to, to rejoice with those that rejoice, to mourn with those who mourn. And that's what we're called to be. We're called to be there for people. When people are struggling and going through hard times, we're there for them. You know, when people are rejoicing and celebrating, whatever, you know, God's doing stuff in their lives, we're there for them as well. We're, 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 along, we're getting alongside people and rejoicing with them and mourning with them, just being there for one another. If we just go to the next slide, and this is 1 Corinthians 12 now, and it says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but we all have, uh, sorry, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand. That does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? So we're all different. We all have different personalities and different abilities. And we are different. It's okay to be different. We don't have to all be the same kind of cookie-cutter-shaped Christian person that does all the same things, says all the same things. You know, God has made us different for a reason, but we all have the spirit of God living inside of us. We all have something that God has given us personally to bring and put into the life of the church. If we go to the next slide. Um, if, if the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part 
just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can never say to the feet, I don't need you. And just on to the last slide, verse 25, it says, this makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honoured, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. So we're all called, isn't that amazing? It's good to go over these scriptures. We're all called to be a part of his body, and we have different responsibilities and different ways of expressing his spirit and his love And we're called to do that. And I know many people here serve and give of themselves. I think, in fact, as a congregation, I think we have a a very, very high percentage of people that are giving, serving, and and a part of what we're doing here. And I know many people out there I can see that are quite new and don't feel condemned. Like, you know, you have to be doing loads of stuff here. If you're new, you can relax for a bit and just enjoy being part of the church and receiving but we are actually called, and even for new people, you're called to, be, to do something with what God has given you. So I'm just going to invite some of the leaders to come up, and then I've told them to gently uh, just talk about their areas. And if you feel like God wants you to um, plug in to their area and serve in their area, then go and speak to them after. And they should, they should have some sign-up sheets as well at the back where they can just write your names down. But, um, you know... You're not signing your life away. It might just be once a month that you serve in one of these areas. And actually, we've got quite full teams already, so we're not begging people to be involved. But just think about what I've said and how you can contribute into the life of the church. So let's have David come up first. Let's give him a round of applause. Let's let it turn on. There we go. Uh, Good morning. So... There's there's a number of, of, of different teams that I run. So starting with, if, if we were talking about how we get from A to B to nothing to this, for instance, on a Saturday evening, um, we have a set-up team. We come here for about an hour to get everything everything ready, everything set up, looking nice for a Sunday morning. Um, also on a Sunday morning, um, looking after the worship team here, as well as the visual comm guys at the back. So Sean on the computer, um, Kay, Jason on the PA. Um, so basically, everything, everything that we're doing is to do with sound, lighting, making things look nice, getting, getting things um, ready, ready for worship primarily. Um, what, one thing that I wanted to change from how I would normally try getting people to come onto the team and say, guys, we need help, we'd really appreciate it, is we, we've, moved, we've moved on. And actually, um, it, it is a blessing to have such a good team underneath um Kay, jason lumi Stephen, noemi lo- loads of people anyone else i didn't mention as well um there's loads of us there's about 10 to 15 people and i would just encourage you if you're not involved in anything even if you know nothing about setting up a microphone or plugging in a light i'd really encourage you just to come to speak to one of us and actually get yourself involved it is really good fun it's a good laugh um and yeah it's just all about getting plugged in and and get getting getting really involved as, as part of the body and making things happen so yeah i'll stop it mate (laughs) thank you david and david really is a he is a good leader and he's he's actually given so much of his time and energy and strength to making this place look the way it is for the last what three three and a half years something like that since we've been here and even before then back when we were in oriel so yeah, David is a good guy, and that team of people as well. Um, I believe like God has brought that team together. There's people that have just come and joined in that team, and yeah, we have all of this because these guys do serve and give of themselves. Um, Sandra, if you'd like to come up next and just talk about what you're up to. Okay, so the two areas that I'm responsible for is the first thing is the hub, which is the teas and coffees. Um, And we've got a lovely little team and there is space for more people to come and serve in that area. I actually see that as something that is really um, key to having that family feel. And it is a bit, I I don't know if we're unique or not, but I think we're unique because you come in and you have tea and coffee at the beginning of the meeting. 
And even those that are serving and setting up working hard, when that setup's done, and there's a little, if there's a little break before the prayer meeting, they can even be blessed with a cup of tea or coffee. So I do think it's really important. And we know we socialise around food and drink. It's what people do, isn't it? So if you want to be a part of that team, that is a bit more behind the scenes. There's a little bit of effort involved, um, but it's really worth it. And you know that you're just blessing the whole congregation behind the scenes with that. Come and speak to me. Um, the other thing is J247 and the children's work. Um, so... Our children's work, I do believe, the children, the numbers are beginning to grow and they will continue to grow because God is on the move. Amen. He is on the move and we are going to continue to increase. And as we increase in here, we are going to increase out there with the children. So I see us growing and expanding. So we will need new people to come and join and complement our team. So again, if you want to invest in the lives of young people and just uh, give give them the opportunity to be part of the body at a level that they can understand, then come and speak to me about that as well. Okay, brilliant. Did you mention Cresh, Sandra, as well? Did you, that includes Cresh as well. All primary school age children and under fives. So that's babies up to year six. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. So Sandra's over there, David's over there. Um, and Sandra, again, has been serving faithfully for many years. Um, both of those guys are on our leadership team as well. And they, again, just giving of themselves, giving of, them time, giving of their time and serving God, ultimately serving God to make themselves they're making themselves available and, and giving uh giving you guys the opportunity to be able to come to church be able to drop your kids off to be able to come here and just relax in the atmosphere just because they, they they're here they they know what god's called them to do and they know where they're meant to be and how they meant how they fit into the body and they've done that faithfully and it blesses everyone here so next penny is just going to come up and talk about the connect team come on penny Hi, um, so I lead Connect along with, actually we've got a really good, we've got a lot of people on our teams at the moment, we're always willing to have more. The important thing about Connect, I know we set up the banners and the table and we do like the communion and the collection, things like that, but the most important thing about Connect is enabling people that are walking through that door, whether it's for the hundredth time or whether it's for the first time, to know that they're coming to a safe place, that they know that they are coming to a place where they are welcome, where they are wanted, and where they need to be on a Sunday morning. It's, and it's about creating that first impression of love, of Jesus' love that is shining through us. And when we are out the front, and we're not just standing there talking, we're out there praying for the people, praying for people that are to come in, praying that there's no distractions, praying for the service, praying that they people can encounter and meet with God. So that's the heart of Connect. It's about being able to meet with God, knowing that they're welcome and that they're wanted. Amen. Thank you, Penny. So again, just speak to Penny. And also Penny has been serving for many years, even before we came here to um, Holy Trinity School. Penny was doing the Connect back in... Oriel High School and she's been part of that and other people have been part of that and there's lots of people on the Connect team that have been really great at just welcoming and loving people and it's a great, it's a great opportunity to put all of this into action where as soon as people come through that door you're loving on them, you're welcoming them, you're, you're serving them. Amen? So this morning there's just one last thing I wanted to say about small groups before we, um, ha we take communion something I forgot to say. We, in our, in our church, across all Kingdom Faith churches, small groups are the main part of, they're the, they're the, you could say they're the main part of the church. I mean, this on a Sunday morning is only for like an hour and a half to a couple of hours on a Sunday morning, and then everyone's off into their weeks. But small groups are that point where people come into relationship with one another, build friendships, get to know people, um, be part of a group, whatever that group is, whatever that, group's kind of, that group does. But it's an opportunity for people to get together and do life together, live, you know, live, hang out, 
have fun, and just be there for one another, really. And, and small groups are all about that. And everyone, we encourage everyone to get into a small group, to be part of one of those small groups. And like I said, you know, I gave some of that information earlier, and it's all on the back table back there. You can have a look at that. But people, we, people need to be in a small group. It's where our pastoral care takes place. So if you're not in a small group, it's very difficult for us to watch out for you, to know what's going on in your life, to be there for you, to, to be able to help you out or to pray for you or to encourage you or to just get alongside you. If you're not in a small group and you haven't got a small group leader, you, it just, there's a bit of a disconnect there for us and we can't, we're just not going to be able to know uh, where everyone's at and what everyone's doing if you're not in that group. And your small group leader is your first point of contact. So anything going on in your life, anything you're, you're dealing with or you know, good things, bad things, whatever, please let your small group leader know. And we have uh, a bit of a kind of a pastoral, um, what do we call it? What's that thing called? Path, pathway or something like that. But basically, your small, any, any um, pastoral care you need, that first of all goes to your small group leader. And then um, if they need help dealing with that, then it goes to Gary, the small group director. Um, and if Gary needs help with that, then it comes up to myself and Anna as the um, congregation leaders. But it's the model we need to work by so that we can, just, we can handle everything that's going on in everyone's lives. So I just really encourage you, you need to be in some sort of small group and in relationship with people. If you physically really cannot physically get to a small group. Um, we also have social um, events that we're going we're to be putting more and more on for women, for men. So there's different women's things that are happening. There's different men's groups and things, um, men's social gatherings and events and things that we're going to be doing more of as well, like my birthday party, if you want to come to that. Um, uh, there's lots of things going on where you can still get in contact with people. So just... I encourage you, be open to connecting with other people. And I listed a few things down that are um, just some points of being in a small group. So I've talked about pastoral care, um, talked about help, you can get advice, you can give advice. It's also a place to give as well. So it's not just about receiving help, but you can be giving help and encouraging people and you know, being there for people. That's where it happens. That's where friendships actually grow. This on a Sunday morning is, can be... You know, you're here, you're in the worship, you're in the word, you have a quick chat at the end or the beginning and you're off. But small groups is where you can really spend time with each other and grow in relationship with each other. I listed a few things down about accountability, about um, unity, a place to share things and encourage people and pray with people and ask questions and answer questions and even go deeper into the word of God. So on a Sunday morning, you know, we, we have some scriptures that we, you know, we preach from and stuff. But if you want to go deeper into that, some of the small groups from last week said they take what's talked about here on a Sunday morning and then they go deeper into it. So you can ask, it's a great place to ask questions about the word. So if there's things I talked about this morning you don't understand, get into your small group and say, you know that thing Rohan was talking about on Sunday? I didn't get that. I didn't understand that scripture. What does that mean? That's what small groups are for. That's where you can do that. So please get involved in a small group. So this morning we're going to take communion and from all that I've been talking about this morning, I just believe it's right that we remember what Jesus did for us on the cross and everything that he won for us on, on that cross and everything he did for us and how we are connected because of, because of his sacrifice and because of the fact that we can come into relationship with him, that enables us to be part of his body, to be one with each other as well. So what I want us to do, we don't usually do this, but I'm glad Penny did buy these little, um, our little communion cups. I think we're going to use them a lot more. But I want us to take some of the bread and some of the, it's going to be grape juice or whatever it is, but the wine, we'll call it. And I want us to individually have some, and we're going to take it all together as a body, as a family of believers. So if you'd like to just come up and grab a piece of bread and grab one of the little cups and then go back to your seat and then I'm going to, we'll do communion together, we'll pray and we'll do some stuff together. So if you'd like to just come forward, just have a bit of music in the background.
Hello, one, two, okay. Don't feel like you have to take communion here today. If you are, if you haven't given your life to the Lord yet, if you would like to, come and speak to us at the end. Um, yeah, if you haven't given your life to the Lord yet, don't you feel like you have to take communion or for whatever other reason, you don't have to take communion. Um, but this represents the body of Christ. This represents the blood of Christ. And as we take communion together, we want to we want to remember that we are one body, that we are one people. And when I say we're the body of Christ, we're also the body of Christ with every other Christian on the planet, every other church on the planet. We are one body of people. So has everyone got their cup and their bit of bread? Okay. If you'd like to just stand to your feet if you can. So Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread and when he, gave, when he gave thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So Jesus, when he was on the cross, he gave his body for us. He gave his body, he gave his life for us so that we could be forgiven for all of our sin, so that we could come into relationship with him, so that we could become part of him physically. And that's what this represents. It represents us when we take the bread and drink the cup, it's us becoming part of him, but part of one another as well. So let's all do this together. Let's just eat the bread and just thank him for his body. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for me on the cross. Thank you, Father. And I want to encourage you as well. We were talking about the promises of God earlier in that song. That actually, when we take communion, it's a great opportunity to remember what God has done for us, to be thankful for what he's done for us, but also to be thankful for what he's going to do for us in the future as well. His promises are always yes and amen in Christ Jesus. He will fulfill what he's promised. And we can take this as an opportunity to pray as well, to ask God to petition him for things that we need to see in our lives and to just believe for God to do more in us, to take us deeper into relationship with him, to use us in a greater capacity to do whatever he needs to do in us, in our family, in our workplace, whatever it may be. So in the same way after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So let's just take the blood of Jesus shed for us. Thank you, Jesus. And let's just take a moment to pray now. And if there's things that you're believing God for in your life, just begin to just pray those things out. Pray with thanksgiving. Say, God, I thank you that I'm going to see this take place in my family. It might be a family member that you want to see saved. It might be a miracle that needs to happen in your life, in someone else's life. It might be a health issue, something that God needs to do. Just begin to just pray and pray with thanksgiving. God, I thank you. You're going to do this. I'm going to see this happen. Jesus, Father, we praise you. We thank you. Jesus, you're so good. You're so faithful. You're so true. You are the way, the truth and the life. We thank you. You're the miracle worker. You're the promise keeper. You're the one who works wonders, miracles, signs, does the impossible. Father, we stand on your word. We stand on your promises. We stand on, on who you are because you are faithful. Father, we put our faith in you. We put our trust in you. We thank you for all that you did for us on the cross to break the power of sin, to break the power of shame, to break the power of guilt 
to set us free in our lives, to heal our bodies, to heal our minds, to heal our family members. Father, we thank you that you heal our nation as well. So Jesus, we thank you for your blood. We thank you for your body. Continue to work in us. And we thank you that we are one. We thank you for the unity that we have here as a church family. Father, continue to work in us and through us to reach this town for you. Continue to grow us spiritually. We want to mature in you. And we want to do more for you and with your grace, Father. So as we sing this song again about being faithful, let's just really declare these words over our lives. Amen. And also, by the way, when your children come back, if you want to take communion with your children, feel free. There's more cups there and more bread there. But let's just declare this. He's faithful. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.